Well, hello, everyone. How you doing? How's everybody doing today? It was like, what? Did somebody say it was like 60, like seven? That's crazy. And then I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but it's supposed to be like 35 on Friday. Sorry. Anyway. I know, I'm sorry. It is only February. It is only February. All right, well, thank you all. It's so good to see everybody tonight. Um, I get to do announcements, which is why I'm standing here with a mic. It's my favorite, so. All right, so uh, I, we don't have many, but this weekend, or this Friday, February 17th, we do have the Love Your Marriage um, conference. It's not really a conference, it's a meeting, whatever. But we are giving you food, so that's good stuff. Good stuff. So there is a sign up back there. If you haven't signed up yet, it's not too late. So feel free. And then, now this is new. I don't have details, so don't ask me. But on April 29th, we are gonna have a women's meeting day. So just know, mark it down on your calendars. You knew that. And I will give you more details as I have them. All right, does that sound good? It's gonna be fun, we're gonna have a good time. So, I think that's all, did you have something? Yeah. All right, well then we're gonna do worship now, all right?
And I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus And I just want to speak the name of Jesus Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Cause your name is power Your name is healing Your name is life Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire.
that you have given us the authority to speak out your name. The name that is power, that is healing, that is life. Lord, I pray that we would be a church, Lord, who speaks your name boldly, knowing that you are who the Bible says you are and you will do what the Bible says you will do. That where the light is, darkness can no longer be. That any stronghold that is trying to hold on, that if we just let go, we know you will take it because you are good. The word says if you confess your sin and you turn away from it, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us. So Lord, I just pray that if anyone here, anyone has something that they've been 
diving into that they know that they shouldn't, Lord. Give them the courage to say no and just to turn around. And just like the prodigal son, you will just welcome them right back in, right into the kingdom with the same reward as anyone who has been serving you their entire life. What a promise. How good you are, Father. We just ask for more of you, Lord, that we would be a firm foundation for you to just plant here on earth, that you would make it here on earth as it is in heaven, that you would use us to be your church, to go out and tell people about you, Father. You are so, so good. We give you all of the honor, all of the glory, and all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're so glad to have you here tonight. If you would just go around and greet some of your family of faith and kids, you are dismissed. How'd I do? The beginning of that song? Oh. Good to have everybody tonight. Live streamers, I think I think we're back on tonight. It's good to see you. Sorry we missed you Sunday. Amen. So tithe and offering. I know they're checking kids in the kids' church. We'll give them a second. But if, uh, if you need an offering envelope, there in the chairs in front of you. If not, wave your hand around, and somebody will see you and come save you. All right? So, uh they'll get you an offering envelope. So we appreciate your giving. Um, I, I actually today uh, had our, our year in review financial meeting about our, our church and phew, looking good, good standing. So we appreciate your giving. And um, uh, by, by the way, we, we uh, have paid over $90,000 back on this building. So we only we owe we owe we owe 75. So we we have more than paid half back of what we bought the the property for. So anyways, tell you that that's that's good news, right? So, amen. We appreciate your giving and uh, all the things that happen here happen because of your giving, and we have more than enough uh, in our our in the bank that if we wanted to pay off the rest, we could do it tomorrow and not sweat about it. So anyways, we appreciate your giving and your faithfulness. Amen? Amen. All right, let, let me pray over your giving. If you have something, you can bring it. Lord, we thank you for um, the faithfulness of the house. But Lord, we can be faithful because you are faithful. 
and we thank you for all that you have done for us, Lord, and we pray that, that, that what we do in wisdom, good stewardship, the, the leading of the Holy Spirit with the finances that come in, and that they are doing things to further the kingdom. That's what it's all about, Lord, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you have something, you can bring it. Uh, gentlemen, don't forget um, the challenge. If you haven't started this yet, you can start any time. Ladies, you can do this too, but I was thinking about the guys. Uh, chapter in the book of Proverbs every day till you get through it. And there are, I believe, 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. So if you didn't start, next 31 days, a chapter a day in the book of Proverbs, whether that is your reading, uh, scripture reading daily or added to what you do. Um, just maybe the challenge for the guys. So jump on that if you haven't done that. And then having said that, we got a couple couple announcements, uh, more on the, the sad side, but um, in one sense, uh, joyful too. First is, uh, everybody knows Chris Moore. His father passed away uh, in the last day. Okay, so just be aware of that before Chris is at tonight and his family gathering together. Um, and uh, so be bringing prayer for Chris and his family. Uh, also, I, I do know that uh, for the, the expenses of that, that there was a GoFundMe set up. So if you're interested in that, you can find that on Chris's Facebook page. So be in prayer for Chris. And then along with that, a member of our church, our, our dear uh, Pat Owens, passed away on Monday. So, um, and of course, that saddens our heart, and, and we love her so much. Um, but yet, she's run the race, finished the race. She fought the good fight, right? Uh, she has heard, well done, good and faithful servant. Yes. And she is now in the rest and the glory of her reward. Amen. Amen. And listen, I'm not in a rush to get there. <laughs> but whenever I think about that and say things like that, and certainly I'm jealous when I say the rest of her reward, I feel like, oh, man. Yeah. We can imagine what that will be. And, but, but Pat is there now. So obviously that's Justice, um, it's his grandmother, and, and I think Tiffany, uh, Justin's uh, sister is here at different times, so you know her. Uh, and you can jump on uh, and see just the, the wonderful obituary that was written about her. But for us, for you to know that this coming Saturday, uh, from 2 to 4 p.m. is a visitation, then at 4 o'clock is her funeral, and it's at the St. Paris United Methodist Church in St. Paris. So, uh, and certainly if, if, if you have time, we'd love to have you come out and uh, pay respects to Pat and the family. So, if you have more questions about that, you can see me or, or see Justice uh, before he heads out tonight. But um, again, prayer for the family, and, but, but we know. We, it's, it, this is always sad, but in the same way, but we know. And the fullness of assurance um, where she is. And uh, death is just a moment of time, but death is never the end. You think about that. It, it is a moment of time, but death is not the end. It's just the next step of our process of eternity. That's all. That's it. And the wonderful... And it's something we, we constantly emphasize in our church. Remember the big picture. There is going to be a resurrection of the dead. Amen. The, what, what we experience in this life right now is temporary in the face of our eternity. You, you know, the new heaven, new earth, we, we're going to be on this earth. You know that. Yep. All made new. 
We're not, eternity is not a bunch of spirits floating around the heavenly somewhere playing harps on sitting on clouds. That's not what eternity is. Eternity is resurrected bodies. We get our bodies back, but perfected. We get to live on this earth again, perfected. Guess what? I get to climb mountains. That's not going to stop. I get to do the things I like to do. It's not going to stop. Whatever it all looks like, we don't have the, the fullest picture of the understanding of what life will be like, but we know there is new life. And as Revelation says, no more tears, no more sorrows, no more pain. It is all passed away. Old things are gone and new has come. Amen. Amen. So we're going to celebrate Pat on Saturday. Anyhow. All right. Well. Let's get our Bibles out. Ephesians chapter 6. It's always awkward making an announcement like that and going right into the message, but we're going to do that. Ephesians chapter 6. We're finally, we've been headed this way, but interrupted for a handful of different things. Finally finishing out our series on prayer tonight. Uh, next Wednesday, I'm, I'm looking forward to next Wednesday because... I'm going to do a series, and it's going to take a little bit. We're going to get interrupted by a couple of things. We have a worship night coming up in two or three weeks and some different things like that. Um, I'm going to start a series on purpose, God-given purpose. And I think it's important that we talk about those things because you have an awareness of the intention of God in creation, and you're a part of that. So we're going to talk about purpose starting next week, but let's finish up on prayer tonight. And... Um, by the way, everybody is called to pray. Absolutely. Everybody. Again, remember, it's something God has given us to be in relation with him. Prayer is an act of faith. The only reason I pray is because I believe. Yeah, I know this is semantics. Well, I believe in prayer. Okay, I get that. I pray because I believe in God. Therefore, I believe prayer is powerful and effective. And prayer does so much. It is not just about God giving you what you want, but prayer ultimately is about forming your relationship with God, you getting to know him. And certainly then we also then can cast our cares upon him. But we do all these different things in faith. But everybody's called to pray. You should pray. Again, not, not that you have to fulfill certain minutes a day as if God's only happy if I pray this amount. God's not like that. God's happy with you before you pray. You're in relationship with him. But he is happy when you pray because it builds relationship with him. So you should pray. But by the way, let me say this. There are some people that are called to a deeper level of prayer life. We've termed these people intercessors and different things like this. You have a burden of prayer. Um, and if that's your calling, then, then grab hold of it. And, and people that intercede in ways that uh, may be beyond what the normal uh, prayer life looks like for a person. But we all should be people of prayer. So I told you I would close out uh, this series on prayer talking about a term called spiritual warfare, which I've been around the uh, charismatics and things like this long enough to know this stuff sort of takes on a life of its own. Okay, but we do find in the scriptures an understanding that there is something going on in the realm that is not seen. And the active way that you engage that is through prayer. That's the main way. 
So a term like spiritual warfare comes because of the understanding of that and that we engage it in a way that can be like warfare. So Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number, uh, let's see, uh, where am I wanting to go? Verse number 12, Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now, we did a series on the armor of God a few months ago on Wednesday night, so if you missed that, you can go find that live stream. So we don't wrestle. Our wrestling of life is not against people. If you can learn this, you're going to save yourself a lot of headaches. Do we have to contend with people? Yes, but that is not the ultimate place where we fight. Okay? So we don't wrestle with people flesh and blood, but again, here, and here is Paul uh, writing uh, different ways of understanding different uh, dimensions and levels of things of the unseen. Rulers against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So again, there is a unseen realm that is active whether or not you realize it. There is such thing as the demonic. There are demons. There are classifications of these things like Paul lists here. Uh, there are fallen angels. Pretty interesting. Uh, the, if, you, if you do some research on these things, uh, maybe people don't, there, there's some thought that demons are not fallen angels or other entities. There's all sorts of stuff out there. You can fall down that rabbit hole if you want to, but the fact is it's there. Okay? Everything that you see physically has its root spiritually. Everything that happens physically first has its root spiritually. And if you understand that, you understand that we engage there in our battles not against flesh and blood. So, for instance, how did this earth come into existence? How did physical matter come into being? It started with who? God, who is what? Spirit. Everything that happens natural is rooted spiritual. So God spoke the natural into existence, right? So just by the fact that we're here, it started with something that wasn't. God created. He didn't take something that was there and remade it. He literally created by his words. The natural started spiritual. And then behind those different things, there is the angelic host. There's all these different things that are there that you may not be aware of it. And there, there are times that people have reported there's instances in Scripture where they have seen an angel or seen things. Okay, that happens. That's not necessarily unusual. But it is there. And Paul is letting us know here, look, yeah, you, you would look at the natural realm and think this is where I need to fight. But he's saying, yeah, yeah, you got to get with what's behind it. So uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard this as an example. Uh, if back, way back, back in the olden days, whenever that is, they would do a psychological test when somebody brought in that was having mental breakdown. And they would turn the faucet on and let the sink overflow. And it was still overflowing. And they'd give the person a mop and say, clean it up. And if they just started mopping the floor but never turned the faucet off, they could see some things maybe aren't functioning correctly, right? It's just a matter of logic. But you got to think, 
that the physical realm is the water on the floor and you got the mop bucket, the spiritual realm is the faucet. You gotta learn to engage the spiritual realm to deal with the physical realm. Is that right? So everything physically is rooted spiritually. That is why our primary battle is there against principalities, powers, all these different things that are there. So a term like spiritual warfare comes to be because of that kind of thought process. Now, one thing that you can see here, so you got the armor of God, okay? You can read that later, but go down to verse uh, number 18. So Paul's finishing out the armor of God with the, uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Then he said, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. And to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So Paul is saying part of our interaction and in, in, uh, battling what's not flesh and blood, what's behind it, is that we must people a prayer at all times. Then he asked for uh, a prayer for, for the believers, and he asked for believers' prayer for himself right there. So we must be people of prayer. As a matter of fact, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, let's go there. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. What is a stronghold? A stronghold is, is like a wall that is built up that uh, either keeps something in or keeps something out or you know, keeps something locked in there keeping something in, keeping something out. A stronghold is a place that something is that's hard to get to and get past, right? So there are things that happen in life, uh, the work of the enemy, things like that, where things like strongholds can be set up. And verse 5 says, And we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take captive, uh, cape every take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. So uh, Paul writing there another way, look again, how we wage war is not through the things of the flesh, but there is a divine power that we can even deal with strongholds of the enemy, of oppression and things of this nature, and the primary way we do it is through prayer. By the way, most, most things we consider strongholds in people's lives are battles of the mind. That, that's why Paul encourages us to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And in that, we're not going to be, transform, or, uh, we're not gonna be uh, conformed to the pattern of the world, right? So again, prayer is one way that we see these things engaged. Now, this happens... And I think, I think when you use the term of like spiritual warfare, it kind of, again, takes on a life of its own. When you engage in prayer, anything, you are engaging in a sense of some level of spiritual warfare. So, 
when I pray for my family, my wife and my kids, just by doing that, I'm actively engaging in that. In other words, I think, I think we think about this stuff and it sort of gets complicated. No, 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 it's very simple. Every time I pray for my family, I'm engaging in what somebody would consider spiritual warfare. When I pray for you as the church, I'm engaging in some level of spiritual warfare. So simply by having a prayer life, you're engaging the unseen realm. And a lot of times, a lot of times you don't know what your prayer is doing. Sometimes through discernment, you do, but a lot of times you're praying and you don't have any idea what your prayers are doing. But you just know you should be praying. So how do I gauge the spiritual warfare? Pray for your family. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your kids. Pray for your extended family. Pray for your, your church. Pray for the congregation of your church. Pray for your neighborhood. Pray for your, your, uh, uh, your, your community. Pray for your nation. Pray for the world. Every time you pray, you're learning what it means that my battle is not against flesh and blood, but, but it is with the principalities and powers. Amen. So, in a general way, you are engaging this way. But then there are also times where through the leading of the Holy Spirit, through discernment, you are led to pray about something in a certain way. You ever, ever have that happen? You're, you're engaging, again, right there, by the leading of the Spirit, by the discernment. You're engaging something in some way. So, um, let's, I could just pick one of my kids. Let's say hope. I pray for hope every day. I do. But there may be some days that something catches me in my heart, my spirit, to pray for her, very specifically about something, right? So what do I do? I simply obey and respond. In a moment, whatever I'm doing, I just pause and I pray, right? Every time you do this, you are engaging in the unseen realm in some manner, whether or not you understand what you're praying against. So uh, sometimes you know specifically something you're praying about and praying against, right? Sometimes you don't. You pray in a general way. But in both cases, you are engaging with the spirit realm. Amen. And, and the wild thing about it is you've been equipped to do so because God has given us prayer. How many of you consider yourself where you're at in life, especially in your salvation, you attribute it to people that have prayed for you in the past? Anybody? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. They were engaging in the spirit realm on your behalf, maybe very specifically about things in your life that they knew about you or just in general, that somehow, someway, God was working behind the scenes to bring you to certain places and certain appointments in life, certain situations where you had the opportunity to respond and make decisions. People prayed for you. That, that's an example. That's engaged in the spirit realm. So again, I think we talk this way and it takes on life of its own. Just decomplicate, bring it down. It's there, you pray, and you engage the moment you pray. So I pray for the church. When we pray for things like that we're a house of salvation. We're engaged in the spirit realm. We pray that we're going to be a house of long-term discipleship. We're engaging the spirit realm. We pray that this house is going to be a place of freedom and celebration. That's engaged in the spirit realm. 
then we go beyond general prayers, and I can pray very specifically for Joe and Kelly and Lila and Samara and pray very specifically for them, and we do. We're engaging for you, fighting for you. That's where our battle is at, and we contend. And you can get kind of about it. You can be protective over your kids and fight for them. Be protective over your grandkids and fight for them. You can be protective for your church and fight for it. You can be protective of your neighborhood and fight for it, right? You can, you can come with, with a little holy anger at what the enemy might be trying to do. I pray, how dare you, devil, put your hand on my child? How dare you? The child of God. Amen. And we pray and we engage. That's where our battle is. That's, that's warfare. And when I say everybody's called to pray, that's what I'm talking about. That you should have, again, prayer, how you pray says a lot about you. It shows, it, your heart motivations are exposed in your prayer. So if all you ever do is pray about yourself, that says a lot about you. You can pray for yourself. I, I pray for myself. But certainly not limited to that. That prayer turns very unselfish and very outward for the concern of those that we're in relationship with, those 